everybody welcome 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 this is metanoia madness i'm your host nicholas music creator entrepreneur turned podcaster lover of all things spiritual mystical and unknown this is episode three where we're going to be getting into the power of the authentic self if the authentic self is a new or confusing concept for you i advise you pause this episode and jump back to episode two who am i who are you where we delve into who the authentic self is and how we go about connecting and learning who we really are. The process of finding ourselves isn't easy, so my hope is that through this episode, we can shed some light on how getting to know ourselves and really living in the most authentic self in every moment gives us the unimaginable power. I hope to give you courage, strength, and love to keep learning about yourself and to keep healing so that you can get everything you deserve and want. If there's one thing that I can be absolutely and completely grateful for having experienced in my 25 years in this world, it would be for the amount of truly authentic beings I've been allowed to meet along the way. Beings that showed me what true power was and what it means when you align yourself with your purpose and you're authentic in the way you fulfill and express it to the world. And it's nothing short of magic. The show is still new. I mean, it's only episode three and episode one was a pilot episode. So really, this is the second episode. But I'm saying that to say I don't know everyone that's listening. I'm pretty sure some of you personally know me and know how much my family means to me. But for those of you that don't know me on that level, you're about to. They inspire me every day of my life. My dad is honestly the most authentic person I've ever met. There's never, and I mean, I'm sitting here trying to remember a time when he wasn't acting on his highest and most authentic self, and I can't think of a moment. So lucky me that from the moment I'm born, I'm blessed with a perfect example of what an authentic person looks like. And lucky you because you get to hear a little about him. Picture this. The manliest man you can think of. Stable, fierce, protective, brave, hardworking, strong, resilient, intelligent. But make him short. Sorry, Pops, if you're listening, they had to know. But a short king is still a king. All jokes aside, this is a man that fully and truly embodies the divine masculine energy and is the biggest reason why not just me, but me and my siblings always understood the role and importance of said energy. Something interesting about my dad is that although he is everything that I mentioned, he is also one of the most nurturing, intuitive, compassionate, receptive, and empathetic beings I've ever met. So not only does he fully embody the divine masculine energy, but he also balanced the divine feminine energy within himself, which is only done when you meet your authentic self. You know, ever since I remember trying to figure out who I was going to be in my life, I remember watching my dad. I watched him stand in the light that is his to command, and I watched him bend it into the sun to light his days, then into the moon to light the darkest nights. And if he was ever lost or needed to know where he should go next, he turned that same light into the stars and allowed God to guide him through his toughest moments. This is a being that is so in tune with himself that he has no ill feelings about celebrating and being proud of who he is or who he's becoming. I watched my dad make conversations with people and touch their souls on a depth and understanding that they didn't know existed. And in that story lies some of the powers that come from truly knowing and living as our most authentic self. You see, when you know what's inside and you're aware of why you think the way you do and why certain scenarios bring up certain feelings or thought patterns, and you've learned that you don't have to react to those thoughts or those feelings, that you can let them go, you become like a mirror for the beings you speak to igniting a burning desire to become everything that they have the capabilities of becoming. 
And unbeknownst to them, they are doing the same thing for you because they also serve as a reflection for your inner self. You begin conversing on an energetic level, and that authentic light that you radiate becomes a light that shines on the authenticity of the people you encounter. You begin to breathe life into everyone you speak to, and everything you touch turns to gold. Because when you act on your highest passion and you're authentic in the way you carry yourself, you align yourself with everything that's for you. Meaning the beings you meet, the creatures, or the pets you encounter, the places you visit, and all the situations that unfold in front of you are all drawn to you. And because you know who you are, you no longer meet these people, places, or things on a surface level. You allow them to see and feel you on a depth that we're all capable of achieving. Your vulnerabilities are no longer weaknesses, but instead serve as strengths. The traumas that we've all experienced no longer hold power over our identities or how we interact with the world. We no longer hold space in our hearts for shame. We could even say that the closer we move towards authenticity, the further we move from shame. Have you ever tried to convince someone to do something, but they don't have any motivator to persuade them that doing it is in their best interest? Or maybe you're trying to stop them from doing something, but they just have nothing to lose. Their tunnel vision with the opportunity or lack thereof. This is kind of what it's like to live as your authentic self. You don't hold shame for who you are or who you're not. You're aware of what you're capable and not capable of. The ones you don't align with are already in the process of being updated and the ones that you do align with aren't hidden, they're on display. Which is done by everything we do. How we think or don't think, what we say or what we don't say. What we put our energy into and what we don't put it into. You see, once you begin to find yourself and your authenticity becomes effortless, you also begin to repel a lot of things that you used to see. A lot of people that you used to encounter, you won't encounter anymore. Most, if not all the places you visited, you won't visit anymore. And the situations you experience will begin to unfold differently. Know that this has already been happening, but because we've become aware of who we are, we've become aware of these shifts in our reality. Remember that from the seat of consciousness, we become aware of our thoughts and how our thoughts influence our emotions. What I didn't mention is how our emotions influence our reality, but we'll tackle that in another episode. All you really need to understand right now is that the more you begin to understand yourself and you begin to act in your most authentic way, your life and the way it unfolds will be directly influenced by the depth you go. That's why I believe it's so important to do the inner work and bring your authenticity and all its power into this world. There's no one like you. There's never been anyone like you, and there will never be anyone like you again. That is power. That power of being authentically you. When someone can come into a room, any conversation or any situation, and bring something that no one else can offer, they immediately bring value to everyone and everything that's involved. Bringing value is, you guessed it, more power. We all came into this world with a perspective unlike anyone else. Therefore, we all have the equal opportunity to bring value to everything we do. It just takes some effort, some practice, and a lot of courage. Authenticity isn't to be confused with arrogance, pride, or obnoxiousness. In fact, it's closer to the opposite. Although when we are living and acting as our authentic selves, we hold no shame or guilt for who we are, who we've been, or who we're becoming. That doesn't mean we do whatever we want and disregard everyone else's feelings. This understanding of ourselves comes from a place of love, acceptance, and tolerance. So when we begin to act on our highest passion, our authenticity should be expressed from the same place of love, acceptance, and tolerance. Getting what we need, getting what we want, telling someone what we need, or telling someone what we want, doesn't have to come at the expense of another being's feelings or needs. Being the authentic self means that we recognize that there is authenticity and value in everyone and everything we experience. 
We're able to express how a person, place, or thing makes us feel without the need to judge. And in doing so, it gives permission to the other party involved to also be authentically and vulnerably involved in this experience, turning your truth and their truth into the truth, validating each other, loving each other, and accepting each other, creating a moment of clarity to see and feel both truth and authenticity. The more we practice standing in that light, the light which is yours and mine to command, the easier it will be for us to light our days and our nights, and the easier it will be to follow the stars that lead us to everything we could ever want and need. And there we have yet another example of the power of authenticity. It's the map to your life. We come into this world knowing who we are, but as we grow, the world's agenda is pushed on us and society's expectations of what it means to be a human being begin to pile on top of who we are. And that's not to mention the traumas that we'll encounter in our lives and the layers that they'll cause. That's why it's so much easier to dream when we're kids because all of those layers haven't been placed on top of us and the traumas haven't shaped who we think we are. So when people ask me, how do I find my authentic self, the map for my life, my purpose, and my dream, I always start answering their question with a question. And that question is, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Before you were told to find success, you need to get a college degree and you need to join the workforce and you need to work 40 or more hours a week before bills and obligations from your environment were a thing you had to deal with. What did you dream of doing? How did it seem you would spend your days? How did you feel when you thought about your dream life? They'll reply with some of the most beautiful, elaborate dreams and desires. I can see and feel their authenticity beneath all the layers and so I always ask them, what's stopping you from doing and having everything you just mentioned? And they'll reply with the same story that they've told themselves as to why it's not possible and as to why it's just a dream. At this point in the conversation, my reply goes one of two ways. The first is I try to disprove the story they've told themselves as to why they can't live in their authentic way. For example, if they say they wanted to be an actor or an actress, but they never took the time to learn what they needed to do to be able to be that version of themselves, I'll say something like, you can start taking local classes and start learning and building connections in the industry. At the very least, then the dream and the possibility of manifesting that dream is still there. The second reply to the initial question is more of an open-ended question. Something like, why do you believe that? Giving them the opportunity to have the introspective moment as to why this thing that brought them so much joy and happiness isn't a part of their lives anymore. I never ask this open-ended question with the intention of receiving an answer. This is a moment to just be. A moment to see that moving forward into our authentic selves and manifesting and creating the life that we all deserve and desire requires us to unpack things inside that no longer serve us as well as to connect to the things that make us feel authentic and happy. I don't have the intentions of receiving an answer to this question because not everyone we encounter will be willing to do the work that it takes to come back to our authentic self. It takes a lot of effort, self-awareness, and courage to take the journey within ourselves. So the question is open-ended because it shows that the option is there if they want to do the work. But at the same time, they don't have to prove to me that they want to. It makes it clear that there's no shame if the journey feels too daunting in that moment, but it plants a seed for when they're ready. And that brings us to the end of episode three, The Power of the Authentic Self. I hope that these stories and the knowledge that's woven into them are received with love because they are shared with only good intentions, intended to highlight how being authentically you will give you the roadmap to achieve and manifest your dreams. We've talked a lot about emotions and all the episodes leading up to this point, but we haven't really gotten into specifics. So episode four, understanding and dealing with the emotions we'll be releasing next week. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. 
But before we sign off, I wanted to say, please follow the Facebook page, Metanoia Madness, or follow on IG, Metanoia.Madness. I'd love to connect with you and answer any questions or dive into specific topics that we've touched on. Until next week, I'm your host, Nicholas, signing off.